0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to an after-further review, first one after Christmas 2020. I should say, ladies and gentlemen, and others as well, this is Mark Ferrer, John Pelkey. And uh, there's lots to talk about here on uh, the Monday before the last NFL weekend coming up. Uh, And it's also bowl week as well, so there's just a plethora of things to talk about, John. Yeah. And Christmas has happened. New Year's is on the way. We're on the way out of 2020. We all hope that will help. Uh, I'm not. I I, I think it will. I I know, John, you think it may not. It may not be on the way. We'll see. Help is on the the way, what The Little River Band says help. Well, it's it's interesting because I think that uh, uh, it's interesting when people delay something that they end up doing anyway. They want to delay it because it's not right, and then they end up doing it anyway. When the delay is what's even more not right than what the thing they were delaying it because was. I couldn't be more confused. I know. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to – yeah, I know. What are you you trying to do? We are not off to a good start. And I should say this. I am not off to a good start was so, a little tortured sentence structure there at the top of the show. Well, yeah. I was and I find to, myself yeah, I was trying not to say what I really mean. What do you want to say? It. Just say And it. what I really mean is I cannot believe with all the people out there and and you know you and I are two of them to some degree mm-hmm. even though we've had gigs, you have a gig currently, I've had gigs and and have a gig coming up after the first of the year. Um uh, but but we are we are two of millions and millions and millions of people yeah. out of this country that are uh, looking for some sort of help because of what this pandemic has done to the, the various industries that we are part of. Not just us, but other industries as well. All industries. And, um, and it's Christmas time, and the two parties who don't have any ability to work together but finally found a way – uh, ready to go Christmassy for some money for for this next week for Christmas after Christmas. People are people are months and months behind on their rent, John Pelkey. Yeah. They are tens of thousands of dollars in arrears in their bills. Uh, they're barely hanging on, if hanging on at all. Right. And uh, some of us are more fortunate than others in terms of all that kind of stuff. But uh, for 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 that bill to be delayed <laughs> over this idea of of making it better. And then getting a tease yesterday, hey, folks, stick around, stay tuned. There's going to be a great signing tonight. Right, right. And they sign the same exact thing. That's what I was trying to say uh, in a very inartful way because I was trying to, you know, if any, if there are any new listeners to us, I start out the show with just this okay. comment, essentially. All, if there are any the new listeners. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, we got Michelle. Now, she's, she's, she's been here before. Yeah, I know.
1: This is just I think this is in many ways for her like cops is it was for me is she watches us and feels better about herself because she's not
0: us. Right. That's true. Maybe that's a,
1: maybe the name of the show should be at least you're not us <laughs> and we can go through, you know, we'll, we'll go on our, you know, rather uninformed football and sports knowledge stuff for a bit, but then, then we'll discuss the way that our lives have, uh, you know, we peaked years ago. I mean, we, oh. I, yeah, no I can't doubt. even see the peak from where I am on the downward
0: slope at this point. You know, I don't even no remember doubt. where it was. No doubt about it. And of course she loves watching us bicker. Yeah, as well, like old, uh, like an old married couple. Most as people well. do. Most so people I have like a thing. That's about what that. draws. That's what draws people to this show. <laughs> she spends a lot of time me. on her hand. She points out, right, right. So well, there it is. There it is. Too much time. She does enjoy our our our, uh, our eyewear. And uh, at least that's something to hang my particular hat on. I know you don't like to hang your hat on anything because you don't enjoy hats because you want to. No, but I have my hair in like one of those things that you hate. But Uh,
1: I had to drive. I had to drive over for my COVID test today because I have a game on Thursday. So I had to get a test today. I'll have to get another test on Wednesday to drive over to Tampa. And just, you know, the idea of having to like shower up and look good for that. I thought I might get home in time to do that. And I didn't. So this is what I look. This is what I look
0: like. Well, again, you've had—I don't know—forty-five minutes since you've been home. That's what I don't get. That's the—that's the. That's the part well, I had to take care of. There's some dog stuff to take care of. You know,
1: I've—you uh, know—I don't—I I don't just live this sort of sad bachelor TV dinner existence that you do. I mean, I have—I have a home which I have equity in that I have responsibilities. Right. You're in—you're in some apartment under the overpass, and it's like you know. <laughs> Do I do the Swanson turkey dinner again? Because, you know, Christmas probably had the turkey. Um, and 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 contemplating, you know, life in, in, in the bottle, sure.
0: which is no. where you probably are right about now, oh, I would say. Well,
1: a couple, I mean, pops yeah.
0: in. couple pops in. couple pops in, a couple pops right after. That's that's the normal routine. It's good to know. Uh, all right. So there we are. So you're, what you're saying is because you have equity in your house, you can't adjust your – well, you no, know, I just have I, have I have responsibilities and
1: things to do, you know, sure. around here. I mean, you you understand the tenuous nature of my married life, and that you know, if if one step off the the straight and narrow, and I'm, you know, I you're where I well. have. you're where I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and sadly, probably living with you because be the only way you and I could have uh, sort of consistent uh, shelter. Is if we pooled our resources for whatever period of time, you know, we could we could pull that together. Uh huh. Yeah. All
0: right. Sounds and good.
1: Uh, that's you know that's that's what we have to, to look forward to. So you know, I, I had a, a couple late to
0: the show this, this this holiday festive season heading into the new year. Just yeah. uh, just lovely, positive. How, yeah. Outlook. How was your now? Let's let's ask this. How was your Christmas? It was nice. I went yeah. to the lake. All right had some time at the lake. It was nice. It was lovely. It was a, a tradition that's happened for many, many years and and happened again this year. Don't know if it will happen uh, after that, but it happened this year. And it was quite lovely. Take the under on that, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it was quite a lot of fun and quite lovely. And uh, it was a very nice Christmas time. had a family Zoom with uh, a, uh, the uh, former producer of After Further Review who was in charge of the family Zoom. Oh, and wow. he did a super job. He uh, went around, you know, everyone. me mean, there's like 23 of us and there was probably 12. You know, a, a few of them are children. Five of them are are toddlers or infants. Uh, but there's and there's some spouses. So man, there's probably 12 or 13 at any given time. And he went around and asked everyone questions about 2020 what was the most impactful thing during covid what was the thing you learned the most what was the thing you uh hated the most about it what did you love the most it was very good and he he organized it very well and cuz our family usually talks all at the same time and it's you can barely get a word yeah, in yeah. and uh and then and then part 2 of the zoom was this trivia he 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 set up a cahoot or a Ka- Jeez, Kahoot runs in the DNA, doesn't it? God oh he, yes, indeed. He set up a a, be
1: a trivia question. That'll be exciting. It
0: it was great. It was so much fun. We all got into it. You, you know, you it uh, the questions were on the screen, but you used your phone for the app. So what was the it was uh, Peloponnesian tribute.
1: War, uh Vikings in America? All that was covered, uh, yeah. The writings of Eudora Welty. Well, I mean what what in were general the general trivia? Oh, okay. So yes, you just okay.
0: went you went over to all many of the topics we did have a we have geography we had some history uh we had some literature wow. as you mentioned a, you had a quiz no sports however no sports wow so you are still the bastard
1: stepchild of that family because it's like hey market no sports let's Try to freeze him out as much as
0: possible. That's true. Yeah, Yeah. and and hardly any dates or any of those kind of things I'm strong at as well. So, yeah, uh, Bobby, my son Bobby, who is now with me uh, at the house, by the way. He's not
1: quarantined on a medical ship in the
0: not quarantined anymore. anymore. No, uh, they've had the Singapore government and so forth has clamped down. It's once a month they have the sign-ins onto the ship, so he's off for a month. He's back in Miami quarantine next month, so he's here. And he uh, he won the trivia Mr. as well. He's a good, great head my for daughter, trivia, Bob. Bob's a good. My trivia daughter man. and her, and her new husband are going to be down here uh, in a couple of days, so that's still happening. Cool. Yes. Oh, so yeah. my my um, my lonely uh, existence under the overpass eating the TV dinners uh, <laughs> will be alleviated at least temporarily. I just
1: pictured there's a there's this great scene from uh, Hill Street Blues was kind of for those of you who may not remember that was sort of the first. Uh, salvo into hour-long dramas being popular on TV again. They'd kind of gone away a little. We went through the, the 70s sitcom era with Mary Tyler Moore and Bob Newhart and M.A.S.H. and, other, and uh, Hill Street Blues kicked in. Anyway, Mick Belker, great character, uh, Mick Belker. It was the kind of animalistic uh you know he was the undercover cop who always looked more like a con than he did a cop there's a great christmas episode i think it's the first christmas episode you know he's always mixing it up with everybody and they're all like what's wrong with you belker blah 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 blah. and in that last scene for this christmas episode he's just eating this bowl of what looks like you know goat's eyeballs in in a in a lonely little apartment watching probably, I don't know, Frosty the Snowman or something on TV and that was slave is like, oh, it's because he doesn't know love. And oh uh God. I always <laughs> that always made me feel better about myself, to be quite that's frank. Why you like the, that's why it's your favorite show, Hill Street Blues. Right. Well, no, um uh, seen elsewhere, my favorite show, but Hill Street oh, Blues Right uh, up there, right up there. I
0: confused. I, really I like know it. you do because it's you, the same botchko, right? Doesn't he do both?
1: Cops and doctors. You just saw this. You've got you. They're the yep. same to you.
0: Any tropes? I throw tropes together, John Pelkey. Wow. I threw. I threw. La- I throw lazy tropes
1: together. That's what I do. <laughs> somebody. Somebody <laughs> clearly told you this. This is not something you arrived on by your own. I, just, who, who thought you? right I wow. just thought of it right now. Yes. it
0: Right now, yes. You underestimate everything about me. My my living conditions. I, my my the <laughs> state of my you know everything you just I'm, you just, just underestimate just concerned. I'm how just I concerned i not
1: possibly come up with lazy tropes i, think, I don't know i just tropes. that sounded like something probably somebody threw your way because i know that you probably <laughs> behind my back uh, have uh, have hired a series of media consultants to determine how y- your profile can be raised at, at at my expense and how the the podcast can finally morph into a a uh,
0: something with monetary remuneration for you and you alone I understand that. But really, I have to work hard with this because, uh, frankly, it is I uh, Taylor has told me this about women and certainly about her in her life is that she'll say in a a group of people, she'll say a joke. And then some male will appropriate it later on in the conversation and actually get the laugh. Yeah. All right. And so that's that's happening to me more and more lately Uh, around around you. Actually, the other night when we had our uh, I, I had a great joke. And then, like about thirty seconds later, you said it, got the laugh. I thought, here I am. I'm just I'm did I hear it? And then it. just steal it and do it again? Or was it just one of those where I, I think I think it's I think it's the thing that I don't think in these situations that men necessarily hear it. Or they might hear it and they see that it doesn't get a laugh, so they do it again. I'm not sure anything's malicious. There's mm. no malicious intent. It's just so steeped in the culture. I'm not saying there
1: wasn't malicious intent. I mean, there may very well have been. There it, usually is. There usually right, is. But I don't, I, just, I, 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 I don't don't have a memory it. of this.
0: I don't have a memory of this. No, I just so. have it because it's been happening so often. Wow. It just happened one time. I thought, ah, you know, that happens every well, now. And you now.
1: know, my, the ride might be coming to an end. Mark, got to be honest for all of us here.
0: Oh so. no, there's no doubt. There's, I mean, it, it was a tough room that night. Yeah, we had. I mean, it was it was tough. Of course, I w- wasn't really in the group. No one knows what we're talking about. So let's move on.
1: Yeah, really honestly, we're 13 minutes in. We've literally not talked about. Uh, now Joe Conley wants to know what the joke is. That's not going to land <laughs> well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe we should just maybe we should just move on. Let's move on know. to sports. Right, what was the most? Ahead. What was the most impactful? Uh, speaking of, what was the most impactful game on you this last weekend? Was it the Dolphins? Was it the the Steelers? Those are two major comebacks that happened in the midst wow. of a playoff run. Um, was it was it collapses by teams like the like the Rams, like the Cardinals, to some degree? perhaps even like your a Washington football team in the midst of a playoff run. What, what was, what impacted you the most? I, I'm not going I'm, to, I'm not going to
1: say any of the, the, those last three negative ones because the Washington football team is, is, you know, offensively they're so challenged and non-dynamic and that defense has bailed them out of a few games. The situation with uh, Dwayne Haskins, who for, for folks who, or watching live and don't know he, the Washington released him today, which uh, the only positive I can really take away from that. Cause it's, I think it's a bad situation of a wasted draft pick and I didn't care for it in the beginning. And I, and I do feel bad for the kid and, and, and a lot of stuff, but it may very well mean that they feel that Alex Smith is, will be available this weekend and in, in a must win in a win and you're in game for, for Washington, yep. Yep. but you know, they're, they're not good. And both, Arizona and the Rams have been marked. We've talked about they've been inconsistent. There are weeks where the Rams look like a championship caliber team, and there are weeks where they they just do not uh, don't show up or make or Jared Goff makes horrible mistakes. I think for me, the the two that you mentioned though, the Dolphins, I get to watch the last five minutes of that game, which is really the only part you needed to watch in that football game, and that was absolutely remarkable. Um, I, I, you, you, a couple of things that I took away from that is as Brian Flores impresses me more and more and more. We talked about this situations, Mark, where you have these young quarterbacks, and the and the thinking is you can't pull this guy, you know, out of the game. You'll destroy his confidence. And Brian Flores is, is, is essentially said to that Miami Dolphin team who seemed to be so on the same page. Uh, you know, playing for each other. Really, he said to them, "No, we have to win football games, and if that means our, you know, for lack of a better term, our freshman quarterback has to sit down for a minute, yeah. Guess what? And for Tua, I mean, he was he was he was on the other side of that at Alabama." where you had Jalen Hurts and he replaced him. And it wasn't about anything. It wasn't a negative on Jalen Hurts. Sometimes you have bad games. Patrick Mahomes had a bad game yesterday. He didn't play well. It happens. But I love that about Brian Flores. Is it's like, we're going to win football games. And I know we're ahead of schedule, but we're not going to act as if, you know, well, you know, if, if we get in this year, that'd be fun. No, it's like, we're going to win football games. And and Ryan Fitzpatrick is maybe my favorite NFL folk hero of the last 25 years. First of all, went to Harvard, which, you know, you I love I love the Ivy League guys. He's bounced around everywhere. Uh, obviously, you know, there's a risk reward with him, but he's got some he's got some magic in him. He's got some drama in him. And how he completed that pass against the still slumping Raiders, John Bruns Raiders. I mean, Horrible. I, I want to focus on the 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 positive, but uh that was a big one. And uh, the Pittsburgh one,
0: let me just say this, that w- they needed that. They had to have that. I don't think there's no. any doubt. No, they're, I mean, we talked about their offense disappearing. Yeah. Their running game was never that ex- existent and still uh, isn't. No, even, even in their though, comeback, it didn't, even though it they got well. James Conner back and they finally handed the ball to him, but I think they only got 20 yards the whole game. But we talked about that if they don't throw downfield, and they have weapons to do that, if they don't throw downfield and they can't run the ball, then everything is is the short intermediate game, and everyone just plugged up the middle. Is, yeah. is, and so they couldn't score, and the same thing was happening right. yesterday. They were down 24-7, to 7, and both the young Derek Abbott and his father had said, that was, that's it, they're not going to win another game. Lenny, and they weren't alone. I thought that was when you told me that and said that I started doing some research and I
1: thought, oh, that's just, you know, that's me when I sandbag. But no, there were, um, uh, I wouldn't, maybe not a majority, but a large number of people who know a lot who said this is a must win for Pittsburgh, not just to win the division and get in the playoffs, But if they don't win this, they will probably
0: lose out. They'll lose the final week of the season as well now they have nothing yeah. to play and 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 then and then they would probably lose the first game of the season uh, i mean of the playoffs they probably yeah. wouldn't even have a home playoff game we talked about this that if cleveland just would have beaten the jets and they would have beaten the steelers because that the steelers were, were going to lose out that cleveland would have won the division and midway through the third quarter they're down 17 points yeah. and ben starts chucking it up and I did ask the young Derek Abbott. I said, "Is it because he just found his 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 downfield arm? His arm just got stronger. He's been a little banged up, and now he's a little healthier. Is that it?" He says, "No. He starts. He he started calling his own plays. They think the offensive coordinator has a par three, if you will, offense. Mickey Mouse par Lay three. Out. Yeah, just exactly. out. Punch and Judy,
1: or go for the green. Yeah. Well." And they don't have a Punch and Judy offense because, as you said, the short passing game is great if it's an extension of a running game and they don't have any running game, which is still the biggest problem that they're going to run into. For them to do what they
0: did against a team that was fighting for a division. Yeah. Not just a playoff, but a a home playoff game uh, in week one of the playoffs, the Colts, who are fighting – Tooth and nail. And I guess still are technically against yeah. the Tennessee Titans because they both have the same record. Um, and for them to, for them, for a Fra- for a Frank Reich team yeah. to be on the other side of an epic comeback, it's just it's stor- It's it's yeah. it's a story in into and of itself. You can't write this kind of stuff. And I can't believe they truly got off the schneid yesterday. The Steelers and now the playoffs are a whole other game. Yeah. Agreed. I think, again, I think that
1: uh, not having a running game probably going to cost them down the line. It's hard for me still to to see Pittsburgh getting very deep without being able to to get that. Also, let's point out that Ben's wide receivers uh, played much better games as well, because there were games where they were dropping passes left and right. And these are guys who, you know, you, you got a sense it was either a circus catch or dropping a ball in your hands. They were that kind of wide receiving core. They played much better, certainly in that second half yesterday. Um, but, uh, that does make sense to me. And here's the other thing too, um, that, 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 uh, Ben calling his own plays might, be, might've been helpful. Um, f- people don't, we haven't paid a lot of attention to Indianapolis. They're kind of, you know, middle of the country, you know, it's like, okay, they're, they're decent. I've been on their defense all year. They play very, very good defense. And not only was it a 17 point comeback, Mark, but it was a 17 point comeback against, one of the least likely defenses to collapse like that. It wasn't like they got, you know, a great effort from a mediocre team, even like with the Tennessee, because we've talked about they struggle getting pressure. So if you get your passing game on track, you can beat them. That was a very, very good win for Pittsburgh. Now we'll see with one week with nothing to play for do you rest people or is there an argument that we really kind of need a game, maybe with Ben calling plays or in conjunction with having more input, uh, that's going to be an interesting call for Mike Tomlin
0: moving forward. So I think that was a very, very significant game. The the Dolphins game is significant as well because there is, there is a bunch of teams competing for the last playoff spot in the uh, American football conference. Now only one of those teams is going to be shut out, but there's a very strong possibility that an 11 and 5 team won't make it. There is. We've talked about how rare that is. It could be the it could be the Browns. It could more than likely the, the team most likely um it, that it could be is the Browns. They have the the worst chance to make the playoffs, believe it or not at this point in time having lost to the Jets. Be so that's brownies. because half their team was had, you know, had to go through some COVID protocols. Right. And they had none uh, of their starting wide
1: receivers, they had guys off the practice squad. And I think even guys beyond some of their depth were guys who were just, you know, off the street, um, which happens late in the season, but not in bunches like it did for, for Cleveland. Boy, you, you, you really feel bad for them. Cause I think Kevin Stefanski
0: has done an outstanding job, but you're right. Now The, the thing is, is Cle- uh, Pittsburgh's already clinched a home field playoff game. They've already mm-hmm. clinched the division. Now it could be two or three. If it's two, that means the second round, they could have as well, which is important. But um, they don't. Re- they could actually rest their starters if they wanted to next week, because they really haven't had a true buy this year. So that's something that would be in the Browns' favor. Uh, the the Colts ha- need need a lot of help as well for them to get in. The Dolphins still need some help, but if the Dolphins win, they're in. Um, <clears throat> if Baltimore wins, I believe they're in as well, and they're on a, a serious roll.
1: Yeah, so no. nobody wants to see them either. They, they've underachieved, I mean, I think through large swaths. Derek Abbott pointing out that, uh, that, that Ben's been great with that for years because he goes to hurry up and you can't sub in and uh, defenses have to play vanilla. Uh, yeah, so I'd be interested to, to get Derek's opi- uh, opinion, if it's like mine, that, yeah, this is all great, but you still have to come up with a more diverse offense in the playoffs, and that's why – Maybe you rest some of those defensive guys because they've been working hard. But uh, I think the offense, you have to have the starters in there if you're Pittsburgh and develop. In my mind, this is just me, you know, and and I've already admitted I don't know anything, but you can't – your offense has been so poor that those – that quarter and a half, you need to build up some momentum with that. So I'll be interested to see what they do against Cleveland because, to your point, they could just put no one out there and Cleveland could kind of back into the playoffs. Derek wants yep. to rest everybody. The mascot, <laughs> I think the mascot needs to work harder. Last I mean, no time
0: that out. happened, though, the last time they did that, they lost to Jacksonville in the first round of the playoffs in that 45-42 game with uh, Blake Bortles lighting everything up. Uh, let's move to the NFC. And the only real questions there. Now, there is a question because the Rams lost. They actually could be out of the playoffs, believe it or not. <laughs> they play Arizona next week. Chicago's Chicago wins and they're in. Chicago, Chicago. And by the move. way, Mitch and Trubisky's
1: been playing better too over the last couple of weeks. People have talked about all of a sudden Trubisky, and this is this is the worst case scenario in my mind if you're a Chicago fan because I think the idea was let's turn the page on this guy and and, let, and let's find somebody. But my goodness, could he seduce them into staying with him? And and, and I'm not wishing him any ill but i think you know at at some point you've seen enough in that setting that maybe it's not the way you want to go but yeah they that would that
0: they're they're surprised. in a very good position ironically right. enough at this point they started off five and one lost i don't know 18 in a row and now are in a position to uh to make the playoffs and in a pretty good position in the nfc east it literally is all three of those teams could get in uh not all not all four but three dallas new york and The Washington football team, Philadelphia, would be in a position again, and if they would have held on yesterday, they had a fourteen to three lead and then got just trampled by the Cowboys, who are playing better. Andy Dalton is back, and um, they have to win next week, and then they have to hope that Washington loses. Washington wins if they beat Philly. They're They're in. in. Yeah. If the Giants win and Washington loses. Than, uh than they're in I think it's is it the Giants and the uh the Cowboys who play each other uh more than, uh, I think more than likely yeah uh, at the end and of the season important. so yeah so that's what that is so looking at Philadelphia and they're they were a team of you know that that first quarter they up 14 to three as mentioned before and all of a sudden they're able to clamp down on on all those folks um I don't see I, I the problem with Washington is that I'm not sure who's going to – because right now, according to Ron Rivera, the heir to the uh, to, to a beer fortune, I believe, is what his name is. Travis Heineken, is that his name? Uh, <laughs> Heineken out of Old Dominion, by the way. A Old Dominion. Old
1: Dominion, Fighting yes. monarchs, I believe, of Old Dominion, best known for their women's basketball program. Heineken. Um, Travis Heineken is slated to start. Well, according to what I heard uh, driving back from Tampa and I was listening to some Washington Redskins radio, what he has said is if Alex Smith, he's our starter, if Alex Smith can't go and they don't know about Smith's calf. However, I also listened to there were some people chiming in from around the team who said they, you know, wanting to get rid of Haskins is something they've wanted to do for a while, but that. The fact that they were hopeful, they moved into the hopeful category with Smith being ready was one reason that they felt comfortable that they could do it. Um, because remember, two weeks ago, before the incident without the mask, Haskins had actually played a little bit better and, and, and seemed like things were coming together. But, um, and they, but they benched him this game, right? They benched, they benched him, yeah. He wasn't getting it done. They were not playing well. And they brought in the air to the beer fortune at that yes. point. In time. True. Yeah. Yes, they did. He came in and, uh, and they, they played a little better offensively. They're just very, very poor offensively. They don't have a lot going for them. Uh, they could run the ball a little better earlier. I think with Alex Smith, it gives them a puncher's chance. Uh, the, the one thing I think that Washington probably, uh, will benefit from the fact is Jalen hurts is going to see an awfully good pass rush. He's going to be, uh, you know that the Washington defense is better than the Cowboy defense is the pass defense because of that pass rush. So I think that gives them a chance in a low scoring game because I just don't think that offense is has the capacity mark to score more than twenty one points at any given time. Offensively,
0: right? But that uh, yeah. defense always they can hold has you a to chance. ten. Well, they can also score. They can. They? They they're can. A, they're a pretty good scoring defense as well. And uh, special teams. You guys have a pretty good special team, Decent don't special you as Well, teams. sure. So, yeah. Yeah, so they've, they've, they've got a chance. I mean, again, they
1: couldn't ask for... If you'd have asked any Washington football fan, coach, player, the final week of the season, you win, you're in the playoffs, they'd have taken it. Absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt they were not expecting to be in this position. So all Washington has to do is beat
0: Philadelphia, That's and it. they are in. And That's more it. than likely, they're going to play the Buccaneers, because they're pretty much locked into the fifth slot as well. At this point in time, they may be locked into it, because both Arizona and The Rams are are struggling. And I think if the Rams end up going 10 and six and the Bucks go ten and six, I think they're still Bucks are still the fifth seed. So that that's that's a locked game right now is the Bucs are going to be at, ironically enough, the winner of the NFC East.
1: And Tom Brady's going to face the one thing that is a bit of an equalizer for him, and that is a defensive line that can get pressure. And Washington doesn't always just do it four. They can do it with four. So I think defensively they can they can clamp down on Tampa a little, but there just there's not enough in that offense in my mind that they're, it's going to waste a probably a good performance by the Washington defense if that's what ends up happening.
0: Yeah, I mean if Bruce Arians is smart, and I'm not sure he's that smart right now, to tell you the truth. He's, <laughs> no, I, I, he's a quarterback genius. Well, but I I, I think he's been trying now, granted, this last game, it was all starting to work. The downfield mm-hmm. stuff that Bruce Arians loves to do was starting to work. Now it was against the Lions, but uh, you know, he has downfield weapons. Mike Evans, I think, if if he has a decent game, I think 50 yards is all he needs. Yeah. Is uh and he'll be the first, the first. Wide receiver to have seven, I believe, seven or eight uh, seasons opening his career of a thousand yards or more. Yeah, he's the quietly been remarkable. So uh, you know, again, though, uh, with with a with a line like the Washington football team's line, you know, you you want to get the ball out of your hand quickly. You want to have a short passing game. You want to have a running game. You want to get them on their heels a little Which bit. Brady can do clearly, and, but if if th- those if those are the plays that are called. Yeah, but but there have been games this year where Bruce Arians has started the game throwing over the top, know, and it's yeah. not; it hasn't worked. So you know, if if he does that, and, and Brady gets sacked a couple times early, or just people are in his face too much early, that's going to affect his confidence the rest of the game. That's just that's just Tom Brady. We have twenty three years of film on the guy, twenty yeah. years of film yeah. on on how he reacts to that. So we'll see. Uh, but it's very interesting. Uh, Arizona, I don't I don't get. The Rams. Can I ask you this question? He might be hurt. He might have a broken thumb. In the NFC, if if the Rams didn't
1: make the playoffs, they would be the most disappointing team in the NFC. I I mean, we can say the Cowboys, but I mean, there's a point where you know that's on us because we keep expecting the Cowboys to do something that they just don't do, and that is live up to expectations. They just don't do that ever. They haven't done that very much in the Jerry Jones era, lived up to expectations. But with the Rams, I think we all thought once we got the hangover of the you know the, the loss in the Super Bowl, we saw that early. They were playing better at the end of the season. It really seemed like it was coming together. They still have a terrific defense. Um, they're sort of Washington without, uh, it, but their offense is 50% better and sometimes 80% better when golf is on. Sadly, that doesn't happen all the time. Um, but I just find them very—they're just very disappointing
0: to me. I think they're more eclectic and mercurial because disappointing would imply that we thought that they were going to—you know—they were nine and seven, remember last year, and right. so they—they they didn't have a great year. And they—they could be ten and six this year. They could have a—they could have one game better, you know, Arizona. If they, they just lose games. Eight, eight, they shouldn't. I mean, they are I, the, key, the key. I agree. Key. I agree. They're the top that. of the list of teams playing down to their competition. Man. I agree. Now the Cowboys too. You know, they they continually screw with our expectations. It's because it's always we, the same. Well, we thought they were going to be great. They were horrible. Then Dak gets hurt. They they continue to be horrible. Then Dalton can't play. Then they're two and seven. This will be the first whoever wins the East. Whoever wins the East will be the first team in the history of the National Football League that started two and seven and made the playoffs. (laughs) Well, that's that's the way the coaches problem. If if your game and 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 what you hang your hat on is redemption, then the NFL's for you. I guess so. It's it's amazing. At any rate, uh, we'll see. I don't know about the most disappointing team. I mean, it could be the Raiders as well. I said in the NFC. Yeah, in the AFC, there are a couple as well. But Uh I just,
1: because I thought, you know, people would say the Cowboys, but I think we just need to remind what we just talked about is that we're expecting a different result from the Cowboys. You know, we're expecting that something that doesn't happen. And that is when the expectations are high for them, they do not produce, frankly. And the expectations are always, in my mind, too high for them.
0: Yeah, well, that's the truth. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, they may they may have had a week and a half respite of people not talking about them. And of course, I'm sure that's all everyone's talking about right now. Yeah, is that they could They're still, still win. It. They could still win the NFC East. What do you think Skip and Shannon were
1: talking about today? What do you think took 97% of the time? And the other three percent is how LeBron James is overrated. That's yeah. that's what the discussion was. <laughs> My God. And
0: they get paid millions for that. They do, they do. Throw a few yeah. thousand our way. Just That's a few. That's all we need. That's all we need. RIP, Phil Phil Negro. Uh, Joe brings up and One of uh, the great characters in baseball, and we've lost a lot of big time. We're in that time. age, we're in that age of now. This year.
1: We're in that age now because you and I started watching, you know, in the late 60s, you and maybe the mid 60s, me in the late 60s, early 70s. And those guys are now in their 70s and beyond or 80s. Yeah. 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 And yes, or beyond, as I said, or beyond. So, yeah, we're losing a lot of them. But Phil Meeker, just one of the
0: one of the all time greats. All right. So we've talked a a little NFL. If you're going to put your uh, predictor hat on, do you think uh, the Washington football team beats Philly? I do. I actually do. And I'm never optimistic, but I just think that
1: and I think Jalen Hurts has earned an opportunity to start for Philadelphia. I don't think there's any doubt about it, but I do think that's a that's a lot to ask for them. And they have issues elsewhere. They're not a very good football team. They've they've had injury issues. Um, So I'm not putting this all on Hurts, but I think the Washington defense and special teams, to your point, can get the job done for their uh, one playoff game where they're sacrificial lambs for Tom Brady and his run
0: to a championship. Right. All right. So let's do what we did last week real quick and see if we can do this, baby. If this can happen, it'll be great. We're going to share this screen one more time. The playoff. There you go. You got it right there. We're going to do this baby. Okay. Just like this. There it is. It's already okay. there. There's the playoff machine. All right. So tonight's the last game. Do, do the, do the bills take care of business against uh new England.
1: I think they do, yeah, I, I really think they do. I think again, I think New England offensively is just so one note that it's it's difficult and, and and I'm a believer in the bills. I think the bills are
0: here to stay as a very good football team. All right, so in the NFC, we'll start there. Uh, you think Washington will beat Philadelphia? I do so they yeah. they will and they will finish seven and nine. I think it's just the third time in um, in NFL history certainly since the Super Bowl era that there'll be a Seattle, Seattle and Carolina in. both did it previously. That's right. Carolina did it I think in 14, the year before they went 15 and 1, oh by the way, and yeah. uh Seattle did it in 2010, 2010 right. Yeah. And that was and then they ended up beating New Orleans the defending champion, oh by right. the way. Yep. In the first round of the playoffs that year, but it's it's appropriate that this year under 500 teams make the playoffs because oh I don't know, basically half the SEC who are under 500 are playing in bowl games, <laughs> so what's the diff? What's the diff? Oh boy, I mean Mississippi State's three and seven, I believe John. They're in a yeah. bowl game. The uh, good news is the South Carolina game canceled. Yeah. <laughs> they're two and eight, canceled. For the good of the of the NCAA, not for the good of anybody, but okay. Uh, All right. So Tennessee does Tennessee beat Houston? Well, let's just let's just do the NFC first. Okay. Uh, Big game, Cardinals at the Rams. Yeah, I think the Rams. Everything. I think the Rams take care of business. The Rams take care of business, and even if Chicago loses against Green Bay, which they might, because Green Bay still needs to win to secure a home field advantage, there is a chance, believe it or not, that the Seahawks. Yeah the sneaky seahawks right. could nobody get wants that the number 1 seed in the national football conference that would anger you to no end and uh, their defense though has been playing very very well they've improved uh, they're heading in the right direction
1: unlike uh, even though they've won 10 in a row kansas city's performances have gotten a little shakier but you're right that defense for seattle which was early in the season what were we saying
0: russell wilson won't be able to overcome the the problems on the defensive side yeah, he, and he was pushing. He was starting to throw interceptions, yeah. bad interceptions. They got healthy because they played the Jets, and they played the Giants, and they played, I think, the Redskins. I mean, the team formerly known as the Redskins. They played two NFC East teams and two NFC, uh, AFC East teams to get healthy, and uh, and then they look great against the Los Angeles Rams yesterday. All right, so the Rams win. Uh, so it looks like that's what we're going to see. Uh, Green Bay, does Green Bay beat Chicago? I think they do. Okay. Does Seattle beat the 49ers? I think they will. Yes, I do believe that. And, um, and does New Orleans, does New Orleans win their final game? And, uh, if I could find it here, they play the Panthers. Now your team, got relatively manhandled by the Panthers, but a lot of that was offensive miscues that put them in a good position. Right. And New Orleans is a better
1: team. So yes, I believe New Orleans wins the game.
0: All right. So here we are. This is our, you can see Green Bay, we think going to get number one, Chicago at New Orleans for the first game, Los Angeles at Seattle. They just played uh, yesterday, Mm -hmm. Tampa at Washington. Okay. So in the AFC, Kansas city, doesn't matter if they win or lose. Um, Uh, so let's, let's go first with the dolphins and the bills Do the dolphins beat the bills. I don't think they do. All right. So now Miami at the moment is 10 and six. That could hurt Jacksonville at the Colts Colts. You got to think the Colts are going to win that game. I do. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll skip to Baltimore at the Bengals. You got to think, you got to think the Bengals are going to win that game. The Bengals? Yeah. The Ravens, I'm sorry.
1: I do, I do. I don't think think you're going to blow out because I think the Bengals have played hard, but yeah,
0: the Ravens are a better team. There's no doubt. Doesn't matter about the Chargers at the Chiefs, so we'll skip that game. The Steelers at the Browns. Do the Steelers rest everyone, including the guy that's in charge of the fake crowd noise? According according to Derek Abbott, that's what they should
1: do. Um, I think that they will play some of their offensive people. I do... um, just in in hopes and again, this is just my opinion in hopes of maybe continuing a little of the success that they've had offensively, because boy, I tell you, their success offensively has been fleeting for them over the last few weeks. So I think they might. Um, and for Cleveland, I what's the protocol on the guys who are gone or uh, will they be back? Yeah, that's a great question. So yeah, who, who, who wins this game then, Johnny. I think Cleveland's going to win the game. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to rest everybody. I think they're going to rest a lot of people on defense, frankly. But I think in the end Cleveland has more to play for and and I have faith in Kevin Stefanski and and Cleveland and they a week Kevin even if Stefanski. even if these practice squad players are there they've got an
0: extra week under their their belt, so All right. Uh the Cowboys and the Giants is a moot point because if the Washington football team wins, yeah. that's all that matters. Uh Tampa Bay uh Falcons, I don't think it matters. Now they're already slotted in there. I don't think it'll move. And uh, think, t- Tennessee at at the Texans. Does Tennessee
1: win? I think Tennessee wins. I absolutely think Tennessee wins. If this is the case,
0: then the then the Dolphins are out. Yeah. That would be a shame. It would be a shame. Because this is a very special year for the for the Miami Dolphins and uh for them not to for them not to sneak into the playoffs and to, and to let that defense Go a bit. And then, you know, the one-two punch of Tua and and Fitzpatrick, I, you know, to your point about Brian Flores and the way he's handled that with the team, you know, he, he says, if I have to go to a closer in the ninth inning, I'll do it. Yeah. And yeah. they all buy into it. Yeah, I don't think I, – Tua I was
1: right over there, with Tua. W- you know, with Fitz having – you know, and he seemed uh, – I think, again, you know, maybe I think one of the good things about a guy like Tua coming from where he did in Alabama is that unlike some other schools that you, somebody of your talent level might play at, you're not head and shoulders above anybody else. I mean, that you know, the talent level is pretty close together. You're back up. You know, and we saw that. We saw that with Jalen Hurts and Tua being his backup. It's, it's closer in, in talent to you than at a lot of other schools where guys just separate. Um, so I think he's used to that team aspect of it all. And also, he's a smart guy. It's his first year. Fitzpatrick's in his 31st year or right. You know, I mean, it's going to be your job. So why not enjoy this run? And maybe, maybe you do go in and have a, a great game in the playoffs. Why upset the apple cart? He right people at the right time. And again, I Brian Flores impresses me as much as any other coach with the handling of his personnel. There's some things going on down there.
0: I hope I'm wrong. I hope they make the playoffs. I just think Buffalo is a better team. Um, And they have something to play for Buffalo. It's between second and the third seed, So that means the second round, they could also get a home game.
1: And that for Buffalo, I think that's pretty big given that it's flipping Buffalo in January.
0: Well, (laughs) and and again, it would be, yeah, it would be Buffalo and or Pittsburgh who gets that second seed. Um, And they are on a serious roll. I mean, they would, they will have won eight in a row, if not for a miracle pass by a team that, you know, is not nearly as good as they are. And, um, they might just continue that, or they might decide to kind of, I don't know, yeah. take take the pedal, uh, t- take the foot off the off the gas. We'll see. But yes, if Miami loses, more than likely, Colts are going to beat the Jags, and the Ravens are going to beat the Bengals. I mean, the Jags and the Bengals would be the teams that you know the Dolphins would have to hope upset these other two teams. And it would be a shame. It really it really would be a shame because this has been a very special season. There's no doubt about it. I'd love to see it continue.
1: There's going to be a shame in the AFC anyway because uh, the Baltimore Ravens are a very good football team. And if they don't make it, they're going to be one of the best teams in my lifetime that didn't make the playoffs Um that I I think could make a deep run in the playoffs should they get there. They're not a one and out team. Like a lot of, you know, I don't know if I feel like Miami given everything can make a deep run. I do feel Baltimore can. That's the difference.
0: I do feel Baltimore is going to beat the Bengals as well. And I think if they win, they are in, in this scenario, I have Buffalo losing to the dolphins just because I want to talk about what our fantasy Super Bowl matchups would be and Miami is involved in that for me if I really had my druthers you know I'd love to see them make it all the way and then possibly Buffalo next after that but um if in this scenario Indianapolis would be out looking in at 11 and 5 and they've been solid five yeah they've
1: been solid all year it's a solid 11 and 5 too it's not like they had I, I if you look back and I would have to do this But, you know, they didn't have any sort of miracle win stuff or anything. They played really, really good defense all year. And Phillip Rivers was good Phillip Rivers through most of the year. I mean, I I think you can see how different he is on a team with a good defense than he was in San Diego a few of those years when he felt the need to to press. Um, That would be that would be tough because they're a good they're a
0: very good team as well yeah so uh there will be a team there could be a team I should say that is eleven and five and doesn't make it so if this is the scenario right here mm. that we're looking at and you can see that as well it's it's yeah. still up there um, I would love to see Miami get there. I don't think they can um, next, I would like to see Buffalo get in there. I think they can certainly make the championship game. I don't know if they beat the chiefs. I don't think anyone beats the chiefs. But it would be great to see a Buffalo Kansas City championship game. It would also be fun to see a Pittsburgh Kansas City championship game. Um uh and if Miami some just got on a run and if Tua just, you know, got on fire. Or if it's just the one two punch, if it's the one two punch of Tua, like the team, because that that's the that's the one thing that Flores has a little bit of an ace in a hole, is that he, you know, teams don't know who to prepare for. Right. That's pretty fun. They
1: could Actually. do a little, they could do a little what New Orleans does with Taysom Hill, which is, you know, we're, we're going to, we're, we're, you're going to see both of them. Um, but and you as much, go ahead with, with fits, you just don't know which fits you're going to get. That's the issue. You're, you're not 100% sure that you're going to get the, you know, how he correct, you know, what we saw from him, uh, the other day. So, uh, I think it would be, I think teams are going to have to definitely, to your point, Mark, are going to
0: have to scheme for both of them. And that makes things a little more difficult. It does. Now, going to the NFC, as much as I'd love to see the Washington football team make a run, I don't think they'll get to the championship game. So I'm going to throw them out in terms of a team to root for. And, of course, the team I have that I would love to see, that I would love to see win the whole thing, win the NFC, are the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that's just a great story. And I, I would be all behind Bruce Arians. If, you know, if, if everything that it's looking like right now, which means everyone seems to be on the same page from the coach on down to the quarterback, to the wide receivers, uh, that would be for me, cause I really love Tom Brady. That would be um, just a great, great story. Plus Tampa, you know, how about that? You know, Tampa, the, the Rays got to the world series for crying yeah. out. Yeah. Good and, point. And the, and the lightning one. Yep. So Tampa would be the city of champions. City of and champions. We, we know how much that would please Jeff, our producer, and that would <laughs> tickle me. That would tickle me. Yeah,
1: that would be. Uh, though I really think, I think for me in the NFC playoffs, it's down to Green Bay, New Orleans, or Seattle are the ones that I think I'm most likely that the, they though I would take any of those three teams against the field, frankly. So you would take Seattle in a game between the Bucks and the uh, Seahawks you take the Seahawks. I would. Yeah. Yeah, I would. All right. Fair enough. I you know, I and I, I wouldn't put any money on it. I'm <laughs> not that confident. And on the other side it's really funny because um only because it's 2020 I'll take Kansas City over the field because I think again they've won 10 in a row and if you look at their numbers are almost exactly the same as they were last year. I think they were plus 8 in turnover um uh differential, they're plus seven this year. I think their average victory was almost nine points. It was eight point nine last year. I think it's eight and a half this year. The only thing I will say about that is and you know this as well, they have been trending towards um, playing with fire a little bit by coming out, you know, a number of weeks in a row where they just come out slow. And they, they look sluggish, and then they can flip a switch, and they have flipped that switch. That's just dangerous going into the playoffs. So that would worry me. But the thing that we yeah. have, Mark, is that it's 2020, and things go according to Hoyle. The whole world is not going according to Hoyle, but sports have, which is the best teams with the most talent, most consistent, seem to be – they're going to be – I mean, the Lakers, obviously, uh, the, the, the Dodgers – and Tampa Bay to that point in, in, um, in the NHL, it is, you know, that's what lean makes me lean towards Kansas city. Cause normally I think repeating me is too. difficult.
0: You're trending in the wrong me direction, too. but no, they are trending in the wrong direction and they were trending in the right direction last year. If you remember they that were, they, were, they were at six and four, I think at one point in time. Yeah. And um, we're looking a little shaky and Pat Patrick Mahomes has been hurt. Mm-hmm. He came off the bench and threw some interceptions against Tennessee. They were six and four, I believe, and uh, finished twelve and four and of course got down by triple not triple digits, but were down by three scores against the Texans. Yeah. Two scores against the uh against the uh Titans and against the Niners and still pulled those games up. But they were trending in the right direction. You're right. But the oligarchs, as you know, John, I have this theory about the oligarchs of sports. <laughs> yes. You do who who control everything and pull all the strings, the star chamber. Uh, Yeah. And and they they do it. You know, it's if you it's all about following the money. And in America, it's important to have a thriving middle class because that that keeps the economy's engine. That's the economy's engine. And if if the economy is going well, then the very, very rich are doing very, very well. That's just how it works. Yes. So it's in, it's uh, it's important for the star chamber oligarchs of sports to keep the vast middle happy enough. And so they have to balance a lot of socioeconomic demographic trends to do so. In the 70s, steel was collapsing in Pittsburgh. You're right. Well, it's easy. Let's get the Pirates a couple and let's get the Steelers four. New York was six championships. New
1: York was going broke and a dump in the 70s. And here come the Yankees. Here come the Yankees.
0: You got the Son of Sam, the same season that they win their first World Series in 13 years or 15 years. Absolutely right. In the 80s. You know, AIDS is afflicting the nation, scaring the nation. It's, you know, its epicenter is San Francisco, California. Let's give the Niners four Super Bowls to alleviate all of that. We need to have the engine of California running pretty high because it's the fifth largest economy in the world. So we need that engine to be going well. So basically,
1: to cut to the chase, you think the flyover states or the oligarchs are going to give the flyover states
0: something, and that makes it Kansas City, Green Bay. Perhaps I I think it's going to be Kansas city and green Bay, but it wasn't flyover. I mean, it was the Lakers and the Dodgers. This is the thing. The oligarchs have decided what do people, what does the, what do the great vast middle, well, that's what
1: I'm saying is not not that it's because I know the middle the of the, the country, country, teams, but it's the middle of the country needs something. And and that's what they're you're going to
0: give them. It the just mid- so happens that the best football team in the NFL is also in the middle of the country. I don't think it's about the middle of the country. I think it's about the middle of the economy. It's the great uh, it's it's the vast majority of people in this country that that create the economy mm. that gives all this wealth this obscene wealth to the 1%. And so what, what, what does, what does the, what does, what do most people in the country crave? They want some normalcy. Mm. They want things to rely on. And so what can we, what can we do as we can, we can have them rely on that. The best team wins. There's normalcy. This is some sort of ground. That's right. If you're the best, you will win. (laughs) okay
1: all right QAnon if that's you know you, you you think somebody's pulling those strings that's JFK
0: Jr. too. watch that watch that run have you seen that QAnon believes he's yes. still alive yes and, yes. and he and, and and that and that Donald Trump appointed him his heir so I'm looking all forward right. to that one
1: okay well hell whatever we're the the, the hornets that shit lava I mean it's you know the the goats that do algebra and are creating an entirely new goat situation where yeah. they're finally going to cash in. And watch out years. for that
0: five G people from China. Watch <laughs> out.
1: Oof, that seems with that that horrible bombing. It seems like that guy was freaked out by the five G. Yeah. Uh, large large strain of misinformation out there, Mark, and not no, just coming from the football <laughs> knowledge in this show.
0: Not just coming from that. It's it's elsewhere. Speaking of uh, speaking of football, speaking of football uh, knowledge or lack thereof, misinformation. Mm. If you want if you want sports misinformation, come to after further review. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Uh, so bowl week, yeah. Now I know that the plethora of SEC teams that are in the bowls that are under five hundred: Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Uh, For a while, Tennessee. For a while, South Carolina, before those games were canceled or before Tennessee left and just decided to crawl into the corner. Um, Jesus. I understand. I understand it's COVID. I understand there's a lot of cancellations. I understand, you know, that the Bulls have commitments to conferences, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Despite all that, Mm -hmm. there are some good games. There are some games between top ten teams. Yep in the bowl games that aren't part of the college football playoff. Right. And that's exciting to me. Georgia's is. Is playing Cincinnati and Florida's playing Oklahoma. Yeah. Those are both good games. Th- those could be two of the other, those could be, we could have the four games mm-hmm. with those four teams right now. And not a lot of people would be that upset. I guess some people would be upset because Florida will have lost. They have. Florida lost actually three games right this year. They did, yeah. Okay, it, so that yeah. might that might cause some consternation among the Indiana fans or among the uh, Liberty fans or Coastal Carolina. Although Coastal Liberty beat Coastal Carolina, they did. So. That was a little disappointing
1: for any number of reasons. But I, I was kind of pulling for the Shanta Claires in that one. But but congratulations to Liberty. Maybe That's, that maybe they had karma on their side. John, maybe the freeze for, for
0: forcing the- out. Uh, you know. Fallwell,
1: yeah, I like to think that maybe that helped. Uh, But uh, Hugh Freeze, I believe, the coach down there at Liberty, who, uh, okay, uh, former SEC guy, now he's like towards the top of everybody's list to get a to get a good gig. So I like
0: like him. I do. I know there there have been some issues here and there, but I do like him overall as a as a football coach. Yep. I used to like Tommy Tuberville as a as a football coach. No, I never did.
1: Yeah. Obviously, barely literate. yeah i'm just saying come on no but come on he doesn't he doesn't know anything he's he's an idiot he's an idiot and 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 this is the part of the problem with you know the celebrity culture is that you know in 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 the real world he wouldn't get a shot at being you know a a united states senator but because he's a you know a known guy and i guess not enough crimson tide fans voted against him which kind of annoys me um you would have thought it was an auburn guy they'd have been out in force against him um, but yeah he's yeah he's special
0: nice job pal yeah way to go nice w- job way way to go alabama nice work <sighs> yeah all right so speaking of this week those yeah. uh we mentioned those four four games um i i think georgia cincinnati is pretty fun i think georgia probably wins that game uh florida oklahoma i think you guys are favored by maybe two or three.
1: Yeah, and Oklahoma's been playing really, really well. That one worries me. This is the kind of game Florida drop, a bowl game they would drop. Um, and again, we already we already have guys who are opting out. Kyle Pitts has opted out of playing in the um, in the uh, bowl game. There have been others, I think. At least one other Gator starter was mentioned earlier has opt out. Uh, now, you're going to see that for all teams, and I do not blame these kids. One iota, I don't, particularly this year take no chances if you're if you're going to be drafted into the nfl um but i think uh i think re- towards the end of the season i think oklahoma playing better than florida and if they that could yeah. be a hell of a football game it
0: should be well and considering how prolific oklahoma is offensively and how many struggles florida has defensively, uh, defensively but yeah. conversely how yeah, the right. big 12 doesn't play any defense right and kyle trask's <laughs> led offense is very explosive Mm-hmm. I mean, it could. You know, what's the over/under? Uh, One hundred seventy-eight, two hundred and seventy-eight. Actually, might set some sort of might set some sort of record. Anyway, that's going to be a very entertaining game, regardless. I think. Uh, I know Indiana plays Ole Miss. Ole Miss is four and five, so they're they're okay. You know, they're almost five hundred. Mm-hmm. Yay! Uh, but they're favored. They're only an underdog by six. I'm really interested in that, John. I'm really interested in a team like. Indiana, even though it's a mid range SEC team, I want them to take care of business against the SEC. I don't want that same. And nothing against your conference; it's obviously got a lot of love for a lot of years for legitimate reasons. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But at some point, you just want a little bit of a change up. And I love. And Indiana's been a great story all year long. So I don't disagree. I know I think Indiana is, They can't get by Ole Miss.
1: I think Indiana's been the best story to Big Ten. I mean, I think it's been as good as Northwestern because we knew Pat Fitzgerald was a good coach, and we knew Northwestern could. Um, it has had some success under him. They'd have a couple of down years. But Indiana, I mean, they never – they're never on your radar. And they lose their starting quarterback, and they're still a tough out. So I think that is I, – I, I agree with you. I think that's a thats a fun matchup. And all things – from what I've seen from both teams, I think Indiana should win the game. I think their
0: defense is better. Ole Miss against Indiana would be, uh, you know, a um, – I can't say it. I was going to have a very dark – Inappropriate. Dope. Inappropriate? Well, I don't know if it's inappropriate. It's a very appropriate historical
1: historical joke. Yeah, but uh, you called it the Klan Bowl. Is that what you wanted to do? Essentially, is just you know, because Southern Indiana. I was finding
0: in the, right, the right words, and uh, the Klan Bowl I like, think is actually pretty apropos. Well, really,
1: and, and so for people who don't know, Southern Indiana was uh, like right. really a hotbed, as as much as places in South Carolina and Georgia, and
0: you know the Deep yeah. South, which you would In think terms so. of violence yeah. and lynchings and all that. Yeah. Crap. Oh yeah. So uh so there's that one. And then Tulsa plays Mississippi State. Mississippi State's three and seven. Tulsa's obviously outside of the power five. Um it would be fun for them to make a run because Tulsa, I think, had a decent year. And so uh, but I don't see that one going the same way. I just think there's a pretty big gap, which is why I don't think Cincinnati against Georgia, I'm not sure that's gonna be that competitive. I mean, it might they they might be within what Georgia team but
1: what's what's Georgia playing for at this point that's what would worry me if I were a Georgia fan is that in, in, in another year where they were they were thought of as the the best team in the East. I think most people thought they would be better than Florida and and they weren't again they lose uh, they lose that game and they've kind of underachieved and we'll see because Georgia has NFL caliber players upperclassmen, how many of those guys are going to play. So I think, you know, the for the Cincinnati's of the world and teams like that, they don't lose as many guys going into these bowl games. So let's, I, I think Cincinnati could give Georgia a hell of a game. You would think if Georgia played to their potential, they would beat them to your point, Mark. Georgia just doesn't play to their potential all the time.
0: Well, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And uh, and you're saying the same thing about Florida too. And in a yeah. lot of ways with the bowl games, uh, if it's a anticlimactic situation, they tend to uh, not perform as well. Tulsa was six and two this year. They lost to Oklahoma state first, first game of the season. And their only other loss was to Cincinnati. Right. Uh, Both you know, top 25 teams. Cause I think Oklahoma state's the yep. 21st ranked team in the country. And, and that's at the end of the year.
1: So they're we're real. They're for about. real. So
0: then they were higher at the beginning of the year as well. And uh, yeah. And Tulsa loses by three points to the, to the, a, to the all-American conference champion Tulsa finished second place. They're six and two. They were six and oh, um, you know, in their conference prior to playing um, Cincinnati. Wait a minute, am I am I wrong with that? Cincinnati's not in that conference, I guess. I, at any rate. Um, my point wow. is, is that Tulsa is a good team. Tulsa is a good team, and they're, they're better than some of the seven teams that are in. Yeah, they are playing better. a three and seven Mississippi State team, right? And I would like to see them win that game as well. Uh, that's just what I'm trying to say. Is I'd like to see some of these teams that made a run during the regular season beat these sec teams that are I'm well always, under 500. And I get, uh, I get a lot of crap from sec
1: fans who say, you know, you really always have to cheer for the sec teams because then if your team wins, you know, makes you look better. I'm not that guy. I like the underdog. I would love to see Tulsa. And I think I've seen Tulsa play a couple of times this year. Cause you know, I watch a lot of college football. I think they're better. I think if they play up to their potential because again, for, for schools like Mississippi state, while they have probably more talent than Tulsa, they don't have that much more talent than Tulsa. And it's a lot closer together than it is for some of the the top heavy, the Alabamas of the world, obviously, the Clemsons of the world, these bottom feeder SEC teams. And I mean, this year, it's pretty much everybody other than Florida and Alabama, I guess, Georgia to a certain extent, um, they are not um, – most of them are in transitional phases and with new coaches or coaches that have only been there a couple of years. So there's no reason why Tulsa
0: shouldn't win that football
1: game. I think they're a better team.
0: And they were 6-0, and and they are in the same conference as Cincinnati. And the reason they're 6-0 and they had lost to Cincinnati is because they don't count that. That's not part of the regular season. Got it. That was the uh, championship game in the All-American Conference. All right, so let's go to the college football playoff. that happens this week as well. Yep. Both both games happen on Friday, John, on January first, which I love. That's I great. That's highly appropriate. Yep. And um Clemson is uh Clemson is playing Ohio State and Alabama is playing Notre Dame. Clemson and Ohio State. Uh Clemson is favored by I don't know, eight or nine, I believe Joe. Seven Conway. and a half, according to the the the
1: one that I've got here on the ESPN. Right now it's at seven and a half, but so I that's- think That had been
0: nine at one point, I believe. That's that's a pretty healthy, big number. It it really is. Uh, Clemson and Ohio State should be a good game. I mean, Ohio State it does it does feel like Clemson's the better team, Mm -hmm. even though Ohio State has really kind of sort of run through the Big Ten. Yeah, Uh, I do think that Indiana game they were never that was never really in doubt. They just took their foot off the gas, in my opinion. And the Northwestern game, it might have been tough at first. But in the end, that really was – I don't know. I think that I think they kind of cruised through that one as well. We'll see. We'll see what happens with this team. Um, Justin Fields has been up and down lately. He has. A little bit.
1: You, he holds on to the that? ball for a very, very long time. And if uh, Clemson can – and they've got some talent on that defensive line and leverage, if they can start teeing off on him and forcing him to do that, it could be a long day for Ohio State. However, I give them a much better chance – than I do um, the team at Ooh. the uh, bottom end in the next game. I think Alabama is going to boat race Notre Dame,
0: and they're they're nineteen and a half. 20, yeah, almost yeah. twenty points. So yeah, I just do you, take, do you take do you take Alabama in that game and the points? Do do, do you lay twenty points, Johnny? I think I would. I think I would, really? and I think Notre Dame.
1: I think Notre is going to be. Is I think the first half is not going to be. I don't think they're going to blow them out early. I, I, because Notre Dame is better. They're just not deep enough. And I and it's I just don't see I, I I just can't see any way where I think they win that football game. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones is playing, you know, he, he's just playing very solidly. They are not as dominant as other Alabama teams that we've seen. I, mean, I think we all know that, but I do think that. Um, you know Notre Dame. I don't necessarily think Notre Dame's overvalued. I think they're right where they deserve to be. I think
0: they're one of the top five or six teams in the country. Why, I just don't do think see, Why do you think this Alabama team is not as dominant as the others? Because to me, at least in terms, of I'm now let's we have to define our terms. The yeah. way I'm defining dominance is compared to the rest of the league right now. The the rest okay. of the team. if
1: that if that is your if that's you know, how I yes. I, and I was doing that ridiculous thing that we do it anyway where you just try to stack them up against a previous Alabama team that won a national championship. And I think that there were there were Alabama teams then that would have been favored over Notre Dame by 30, frankly. Um so I don't think they're necessarily as I don't think they have as many Um, upperclassmen of NFL caliber. I think they're kind of young in certain places, and that's why they've been a little bit inconsistent early in games, which is something they do, um, Alabama. Um, But I do think, I think they're the best team in college football, and I think Clemson's the only team that could, could beat them. Though a Justin Fields performance that we know he is capable of um i think ohio state could you know there could pull the upset but i think you know if they played 10 times ohio state might win two and i think if clemson and alabama played i think it would be a little bit closer than that maybe three and a half four for clemson something yeah maybe you say clemson maybe they only win six out of ten which is pretty pretty good i mean that means you're you're pretty close together and uh but uh uh with Ohio State, I just don't. I just don't think Fields has been consistent enough. I think if they'd have played eleven games, it might be a little bit different. I think they would have, you know, and they wouldn't have waited. Remember, they had a shorter period of practice than anybody else. So, um, they're. Let's face it, Ohio State, you're you're lucky to be there.
0: They really are. All right, so that does it. That does it. anything else. Uh, we talked about Phil Negro. We're not going to talk about the NBA. It's too early. No, I got a game Thursday night. My second
1: regular season game. The first one went well. Thanks for asking. Uh, it, uh, you know, after, after the train wreck, that was the preseason game and I've started to receive payment. So, you know, couldn't be happier. So everything's happy. Happier about
0: everything's, good. Yeah. everything's good. Everything's sure good. Everything's is. working. Sure well done. Uh, Blake Snell goes to the Padres, He's traded to the Padres. That uh, makes Tom Marino very sad because mm. he has Blake Snell in our AL only ah. rotisserie, rotisserie baseball league. Not going to question what the Tampa Bay front office does. They know what they're doing. Well, I'll tell you what's exciting are the San Diego Padres. That's – they get a guy like Blake Snell? That's an exciting franchise. It really is. And I think they are definitely on the come. And uh, thank goodness because the Dodgers need some competition. (laughs) In that – in that NL West, it's certainly not going to come from the Giants or the Arizona Diamondbacks. Every now and then, Colorado sneaks in, does a few things, but uh, it's, really, it's really down to the Padres and the Dodgers. And, uh, and Probably now the, the Padres have Blake Snell, so, so that's pretty cool.
1: The Nats signing, Josh Bell, was a good signing as well to solidify their first base. So a little bit of hot stove stuff going on there, but uh, the former Pittsburgh Pirate All-Star and, you know, very few buses are as full as the talented baseball players on their way out of Pittsburgh bus at any given point in time. So very true, not surprising true. there, but uh, I think that helps Washington. So
0: that's true. All right. That does it, Johnny. All right. Do you hear it? I can hear it a little okay. bit. Yep. There you go. For John Pelkey, I'm Mark Furr for the departed, uh, Jeff Taylor. We will, <laughs> we will be will be back. Departed. He's departed from the show. He's departed from the show. <laughs> We will be back on Wednesday. <laughs> You've been listening to After Further Review. Stay safe everyone.